I'm Dr. Greg Winteregg, CEO of the Private Dentist Alliance. I want to talk to all of you students out there today who are wondering what your future is going to be like as a career in dentistry, as an assistant, as a hygienist, as a dentist, where is this profession going with the rapid increase of the DSO movement? I'm here to tell you the PDA is going to help you and I want you to become a member today. It is free. Now, why should you become a member? You're gonna get weekly video updates from me and you're gonna get regular updates of our newsletters from the Alliance on exactly what is happening and how we are going to help preserve and protect the private practice of dentistry. Now, to me, the most important advantage is you are going to get access to our job board. What is that? Our private practicing members all have access to our PDA job board, which means if they have an opening in their private practice of assistant, hygienist, doctor, front office staff, they're going to be able to post it. And you're gonna be able to check up regularly. And as our membership grows, we're gonna be covering larger and larger territories across the United States. If you are looking for a job in any position in the office of a private practice, you need to become a student member today. It is free. Go to www.privatedental.org and become a student member today. You're gonna to love your benefits. Do it now. What is up guys? It's your boy Matt Havis back at it with the Dental Supervised Podcast. Today we have on the veneer goddess, Dr. Jocelyn Vita, based in California. She's on to finish her conversation with us about how she became the veneer goddess. And she talks everything about case acceptance to the full process of when the patient sits down in a chair until when they actually get their veneers delivered, how she talks emotion, how she really listens to the patient and sees what they want and their concerns. And um, she gives us a pretty good rundown about the photography that she uses and that she employs between her camera and all the shots she takes in order to really enhance the case, let the patient see what she's seeing. So as always, follow us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. Make sure you give us a like, comment, review. Let us know what you guys think. We want to make this the best podcast we can for you. So as always, stay safe and vibe on in these crazy times. Okay. So as we're going into the more uh, cosmetic and clinical side of things, so you started out and you are known as the veneer goddess now. So how does that make you guys feel? Oh, I like it. I, I don't think anybody's ever been called that before. So that's, I came very unique. It, sh it should be a, you know, a big pat on your back. That's how, like you said, you know, a former, a now employee found you on Instagram. That's how I found you on Instagram. Your profile popped up in you know, my explore page. I saw dentistry, I saw veneers, I said, ooh, this is cool. Click on the profile and it said, the veneer goddess. And I said, okay, wait a minute, hold on. What is, who is she? I have to find out. And I did a bunch of scrolling and I said, okay, we have to talk to her. And right. that's okay. exactly right. So, the way that came about, and you know, my ego was like a little, like I didn't know how to feel about it. I was like, should I say this? Because obviously I wrote that. But a couple of patients started calling me that. And so when the patient started calling me that, I was like, hmm, you're not the first one. And I thought that was interesting. Um, the word goddess, you know, it's becoming more mainstream. But since I am like super spiritual, uh, it's, it's not necessarily like, um, how would I say it? It's, it's not 
it's not through my ego that there's that name. It's just like healing is, is what I think of when I think of goddess. Um, and then veneer. So it was, I was named that. So I just took it and I was like, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to accept it and see what happens. And it's going well. <laughs> That's great. So do you kind of dabble in anything else in cosmetics? You do, uh, like- I do everything guys. I do oral surgery. Like I do everything root canals on my own, but, um, the goal, like I said, is to do more and more cosmetics because that's where I see like the most satisfaction and just like purpose. Um, and I, and I really believe that like you can really transform lives that way. And so I love having emergency patients come in and I get them out of pain and I, I, you know, got rid of their abscess or whatever, but the goal in the future is to do more cosmetics. But for now, I, I really do it all. And I like it all. And with the cosmetics, did you also do any, you know, like additions, like injectables or any fillers or anything like that? I mean, do you offer that at your practice as well? No. So I think it was up until like recently because I just started seeing some other um, Southern California dentists uh, start getting their certificates for injectables and Botox. But we weren't allowed in California as dentists to do fillers and, and Botox. So I'm going to actually look into that um, because I think we're allowed to do Botox for like TMJ now. Right. I mean, uh, is it indicated for it? Because I know that it's like, is that the off-label use or something like that? We just had like a lecture on this. so that's An off-label use? What do you mean? Yeah, for, for uh, TMD. Yeah. Well, uh, off-label like, uh, use. Yeah, it's like uh, um, treating TMD is an off-label use of Botox. It is. Yeah. It is. Like, that's the only way that I guess now we can do it. Right. Um, but we can't do it on the forehead. We right. like only right here. So, I mean, I don't agree with it. I think that we should be doing it. Um, not just nurses, but in California is pretty, pretty special. <laughs> well, the problem is nobody gets uh, wrinkles on the sides of their face right here. <laughs> um, nobody does, but it does relax like the masseter a lot. And so you can't clench and grind yeah. so that's nice see like in florida or whatever we have some dentists and they do a lot more you know they have a lot more freedom when it comes to injectables and stuff like that so yeah. all, all the places do because we are doctors right but yeah not not here <laughs> i'm sorry because you know they'll go right up your alley you know you looked into plastics and everything yeah. yeah so like the patient today she was like oh i wish you had you could just do my lips right now too and i was like I, I have someone i can refer you to like i wish i could just be like you know what done with the veneers come here let me just add a little bit right here and right here and yeah. little cupids go you look at like the continuity of care though and how wonderful that would be where you, you you just gave them a new smile and then to add like the, the details of the lips as well with it because you could do it the way you want rather than referring it out and they do it it could look good but it wouldn't be you know dr Vita's touch you know what i'm saying like that's how i look at it if i had to do it i want to do the whole thing that way yeah part of it. and i'm sure you guys will be able to do that wherever you end up practicing um yeah but here i think the plastic surgeons um went to court with the dentist and fought and they got they got the way to like do the injectables and we didn't but yeah and right now you know a lot of a lot of um nurses are placing botox right above 
the the lip in order to like hide gummy smiles and right. i really don't like that like they don't understand that it's like a sign of youth to have the gummy smile to show the upper teeth so like they're hiding people's upper teeth and we're like no like you're actually aging them so much by doing that mm -hmm. it's like against the purpose of botox in, in covid time just give them a mask they want to hide it <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, that's that's what we tell everybody. Oh, you're gonna have a missing tooth? No, don't worry, you're wearing a mask. So don't worry about it. Right. So for our next question here, um, so dentists that just graduated, new docs, how can they get started down the pathway of the veneer goddess? How do they get started learning more about doing veneers? And you, you mentioned spear. Is there anything else that you would recommend? Yeah, there's so many different courses, but I think you really should shadow um, other people because. You can do courses, but it really comes down to the experience. So if you can get to, to someone's office and mentor or just uh, watch a case, I think that's the best way to learn instead of taking so many courses. Take the courses, but you're not going to learn without the real life experience. And so you kind of have to just do your due diligence. Like you have to, you have to work your way up. You know, there's shortcuts, but not really. You have to go and, and work sometimes at a corporate office for your first year and get that speed and learn how things work in the real world. Um, but then you also have to like fine tune it back to like your own ethics and the way you want to be. So yeah, I would, I would shadow as many doctors and see the cases in real life um, because that's how you pick up like what's the best cement, you know, like what's what's the best this, what's the best that way, or like just little tips and tricks. So, so Dr. Peter, what's the best cement? <laughs> <laughs> um, I like Insure by Cosmodent for my Emacs. Yeah. Okay, I do a lot of Emacs? What? I do a lot of Emacs. I like pretty much all of them. Okay. okay. Emacs layered. So yeah. can you also, can you tell me, you're, you're talking about shadowing, right? So can you tell me like an experience, a memory that you had? when you're watching somebody do one of these cases, can you kind of uh, go through that with me? Okay, yeah, so I went and shadowed um, my friend, Dr. Danny B. He's pretty, he's pretty big on Instagram too. Um, last year, like we've been friends for a long time and I'm like, I wanna come see you do, do a case. And I just, I just remember being like, that's what I do, that's what I do. I'm pretty good, like. <laughs> Like, just being like, okay, like, it's nice confirmation that you're doing the right thing, right? So, I mean, I don't know if that answers your question, but... When you first started off in veneers, did you do a case with, uh, like, a seasoned dentist overshadowing you, like, like looking to see? Or did you just kind of, like, watch and see, take the yeah. court and step in? So crazy, but I have never worked with, like, another doctor at the same time in my entire, like, career. Um, so even as an associate, I was the lead dentist. Like I was always left alone. So I've never worked side by side. So I guess that's kind of why I like to do the shadow because that's like the only time I get to be with another doctor, you know, with the patient. Right. No, just done it all by myself. You know, go, go on YouTube for your first one. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we do. We get the 
patient sitting back in the chair and we got the YouTube up behind him. Yeah, go to the bathroom and like, I remember I did that. Like, I don't remember for what. I don't think it was veneers. I think it might've been like an extraction section of some tooth. And I remember one time like running to the bathroom and like trying to Google YouTube. And I'm sorry, but that's just real life. Like there's going to be those moments where you take a picture of what you're seeing and you like text it to all your buddies, like help, like the patients in the chair. Like, what do I do? Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. So you mentioned earlier, um, you know, having experience shadowing Dr. Bill Dorfman, and then you said Dr. Graves as well. Are there some other than, you know, like what you mentioned before, are there any other doctors that, you know, you've really learned something from and you've really picked up some skills that you'd like to mention that maybe we could maybe learn something from in the future? Um, so I went to Scottsdale last year. Also, uh, was it this year? I think it was this January. I went to Scottsdale from people that I met at the DIA. I don't know if you guys have heard of that. DIA. Uh, such a fun party. So it's called the Dental Influencers Alliance. And literally they started it two years ago, like as a joke, like these five doctors and like, well, really from all around. And last year we had a four day like get together with like, I think it was like 300 dentists that are all Instagram dentists pretty much in Scottsdale. So I made a ton of friends. Like you do, um, you do lectures all day and then you have like dinners and parties at night and stuff like that. So it's like a really cool conference. Is he looking it up? (laughs) Um, But I made three friends, um, Dr. Brian Harris, um, Dr. Patrick Callang, uh, and then um, Dr. Michael Greeting, and they're all private practice owners in Scottsdale. So I made a trip to go visit them, and I literally spent one day with each of them. And so, um, yeah, I mean, thankfully, everything that I've seen, I already know, <laughs> but um, it's just nice to see the ideas of like how the flow is in the offices and like just little little details of what they do for their patients. So I can bring back to my office. Mm-hmm. So can you walk us through, uh, a patient walks in the front door yeah. and they say, uh, I'd like to get veneers. Can you walk us through like your full patient experience? Sure. So um, I've been doing a lot of virtual consults right now to kind of just get the whole process started, right? But if they want to come in, I will have um, an assistant greet them at the door. We keep the door locked now. And so temperature's taken. Um, hands are sanitized, COVID questions are asked, and they put on little booties, like the little plastic booties. Um, I just try to keep the floor as clean as possible with at least just our germs. So they come in with their masks and we take them straight to the chair. And I'm always hanging out in the front. Like I have my own office, but I have to be around everyone looking out the window. So um, we get up and we greet them, whatever. We talk a little bit, and then once they're seated, if it's just a veneer consult, we don't even do x-rays unless there's a problem or some pain or something like that, or like something's broken. But like, let's say it's just purely cosmetic, um, they're, they're seated, we have TV for entertainment, but that's usually played like during x-rays or procedures. Um, I'll come in and I will just start talking to them. So. I give them a mirror, you know, like, hey, like, what's going on? You know, what brings you in here today? Like, I, I, where did you find me? You know, what, what don't you like, basically, is like the key word. Because I feel like a lot of dentists can be seeing 
the same patients that are not happy with their smile, but they like never ask them like if they are happy with their smiles. And so these same patients can be like going to you for 10 years and then they see me and then they come over to me just to get veneers and then they go back to you for your cleanings. And then you're like, wait, why did you go get veneers? You never told me. So I just have a really straightforward conversation. Like here's a mirror. Tell me what bothers you. What don't you like? How do you, how does it make you feel? So I get into like the emotions and I think that's something that I don't mean to do, but it's like, it's like a subconscious way of selling. Um, but I wasn't taught that, you know, like you don't want to be a salesperson. You want to be like a healer. And so, and people can feel that. So you just ask them like, what don't you like? And you let them just talk, talk, talk. You don't interrupt. You don't say like, oh, I would do this instead until the end. Right. And then I like, we'll be like, Steven, go bring me my camera and I'll take and I brought my camera just to, in case I needed any props. Um, yeah, let's see. Oh, you got them started. My big old camera. So I, I start taking pictures, and then I like look at them with them, and I'm like, "Do you see this? Like your your gum line is actually asymmetric." So what I would actually do is I would bring up the gum line, and they're like, "Wait, oh, I you know I never noticed that, but you're right. Like that maybe that is something that bothers me." So. They're like, how much extra would that be to do the gum lift? And I'm like, oh no, I'm just gonna do whatever I need to do in order to get it right. So I like end up throwing in so much into my cases and just discount all those things because I need to do that to get it done well. And I don't want them to dictate whether or not I'm gonna do that, you know, like for another thousand dollars or whatever. So I'll just throw in all those little things I have to do. But basically I just hang out with them for like, 30, 40 minutes talking about their life story and, and, and it gets all emotional. A lot of people cry. Um, and then I want to cry. And sometimes if it's, if it looks easy, like if the teeth are worn down, I will be like, bring me some flowable. I'm like, can I do like a little, can I do like a little mock-up real quick? And so I'll bring them back and sometimes, I don't really always do this, but I'll do a little mock-up. So I'll just start adding flowable without bond, without etch. And I just start, and I, and it's not, it's not smooth. I'm not polishing or anything. It's really quick and we're light curing and then I bring them back up and then I take another picture and they can already tell. And I'm like, this is a really rough draft, but look at the difference if I go ahead and add you know, two veneers to this side and two veneers to this side, as opposed to only doing the front six. So, um, and then they asked me, okay, like what's next, you know? And I'm like, well, the next thing is I'd like to do a proper wax up. So we're gonna take some impressions today and I'm gonna bring you up to the front. I'm gonna bust out my ring light and I'm gonna do a photo shoot with you. And I will just start taking tons of pictures, close and portrait, um, profile, everything and just gather all this data. And um, that's basically it. And then I say, well, you know, let's schedule you for about 10 days from now. And we're gonna start the veneer day that day, so. That, that's incredible. I love that answer. That's, yeah. you gave us yeah. so much. I got so many questions about that, but I know we're gonna wrap up soon here. But um, so first of all, you mentioned that you kind of just throw everything into the treatment plan. So I recently heard of uh, several dentists, they kind of, just give a final fee and they don't itemize anything and on the sheet of paper that they hand to the patient. 
Is that something that you're doing? Because they found that that helps with case acceptance. It's really weird. I feel like if I was a businesswoman, I think I'm a natural businesswoman, but if I tried to do business to make money, I don't know if that would impair me from making money. Because the way I work is just do what you need to do and to get to get the job done, to get the person happy, right? And so I never, I never guided by the financials. Like I don't, I'm just not. Um, I just believe like they'll come when people are, are serviced and they're happy. So the way we do it is I put in everything that we need for the treatment plan, but I will have my coordinator cross it out. And sometimes they'll cross it out in front of it. Like she's throwing this in, she's throwing in this in. Because automatically on our Dentrix Ascend, which is cloud-based, there's a fee already. There's a cash fee. And so it's sometimes nice to see at the end, like, how much was discounted. You know, like, 3000 was thrown in. It, I mean, I don't know what, what works better, but I feel like that might be better. Right. That makes sense. So when you're doing your um, photo shoot, I love that you, you – take them to a separate room and do a photo shoot. We have uh, one of our mentors here, Dr. Thomas Stone, who's like the president of American uh, Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry in Florida. And he has a whole operatory, fully set up photo booth, you know, same sort of thing. So when you're doing that, are you using like digital smile design? Like what, what kind of like, uh, not materials, but technology are you using? I literally eyeball my smile designs. So I've seen a lot of big names using the digital to like draw the gum lines. I literally eyeball it and it's just right, I think. Um, but no, I'm, I used to have a program where it did do a digital like mock-up of a person with veneers for all of our new patients. So they would come in and we would take a photo and we would um, insert it into the computer and while they're getting their exam, there's someone photoshopping like perfect teeth on them. And then when they would walk out, we would have a printout like in a little white book. With, and it was a before and then an after. That sold nothing. Nothing, like it, it's crazy. It was kind of like a, a waste of money. Like people would take it and I think that they would feel like they're being sold. Like it was like, well, wait, you're telling me I, this is what I would look like with veneers. You know, I don't, I don't know. No one ever said that, but the, in one year it didn't sell anyone. Mm -hmm. People would think it's cool, but that was it. So honestly, social media with the befores and after just floating around, that's helping. And with people out there, like actually telling people like, I'm so happy that I did this. She's so awesome. It was a great experience. That's what's getting people in the door. Personally, would probably get offended, you know, if somebody handed me a folder, you know, with my smile and then my corrected perfect smile, you know, afterwards. To us, they like there's cup. We get sucked in. So I think through experience, we learn like no, no, no. But in the beginning, I wanted all the toys. Yeah. Like my first year, I was like, I, we need that. We need that. I mean, I even got like a wand. Do you guys know what the wand is? Like the intraoral scanner or. No, the like um, it's like a digital computerized anesthetic system that is like. Oh a yeah! Does it work? Never used it. It's <laughs> in the room, and I've never like I used it like twice, and I was like, just give me the syringe. <laughs> like, 
Yeah. So. Well, that's okay. That's very interesting that it's the opposite result that, that you were saying. So, um, with regard to like the, the camera and stuff. So we're right now we're looking at cameras. So, um, we have some preceptors that say, okay, just use, you know, your iPhone, you know, don't have their face in it. Cause that's it, but all that, but like take photos. If you want to start like making things look nice, um, for cosmetics, that sort of thing. Would you say iPhones are at that point now where we can just do that? Or do you have a DSLR or how, how are you doing? All I'm that? sure you guys can get away with iPhones because I used to do everything with my iPhone. But honestly, like if you want to invest, um, I got, I got a Nikon. What is it? Uh-oh. I think it was a 7,500 uh -huh. Nikon. And then I got like the speed lights, full flash. Right. Wow, so just for everybody listening at home, uh, not watching the video, she just broke out the most massive camera with these massive lights on the sides. <laughs> it looks like she attached two shovels that you use to <laughs> on the side. That is incredible. So honestly, um, so if there's a, a speed light and then it's a dual flash. You need this in order to get the sides of the teeth when you're doing your close-ups. And then I don't even know what these are called, but they almost look like like white leather wings that go along the side of the speed light SBR 200. And it kind of just directs the light. Um, and the more you play with it, the more you realize how how little photography we know, but I think this is really like what we need. Right. After yeah. taking photos, you could go out and dig some fence posts with that so, uh, yeah. contraption after that. <laughs> I think it's the same. Very cool. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for sharing us. That's for, awesome. For letting us know. Yeah. Honestly, we could probably have you on for another episode and then just do complete dental photography. For like <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, I feel like I don't even know enough to, to show you guys, but it's just like, I can totally be on for another one, but um, I'll, try, I, I'll try to come educated and prepared on photography. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Dr. Vita, um, are you ready for our lightning round questions? <laughs> no, I had no idea. <laughs> Great answer. All right, so... <laughs> Water. Round questions. Real easy. One to two sentences, one to two words, however long you want to make it. But these are just some questions that we have from a lot of our uh, followers, and they always like to know these things. So, real quickly, what are some of your favorite books and or podcasts? Oh, gosh. Um, ooh, I feel like I have to look at my book list. Oh, no, I haven't read in a while. Um, podcast, a lot of spiritual stuff. I, if you, if you look at my YouTube, it's really like intuitive spiritual stuff, like raising your vibration, um, books on like Napoleon Hill, um, Alan Watts, a lot of philosophy, that kind of stuff interests me. Self-help. That's, yeah. That's great. No, that's awesome. That's a, that's a different answer. Cause usually we get like, okay, um, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk or something like yeah. that. Like, I love that you said Alan Watts. That's, that's fantastic. Um, what are your favorite dental materials you're using right now? Dental materials. Oh, my diode laser. That's a game changer. I love that, that, that machine. I just do gingivectomies really quick. Um, smells great like barbecue. <laughs> 
that's like my favorite t tool right now and my camera. Awesome. Yeah. Love it. Uh, what is a dental analogy to help with a patient understanding and help with case acceptance? So, well, I always talk about trees. So like, for example, when you are trying to tell someone that they're going to need a bone graft after an extraction, I talk about like, like taking a tree out of the ground and the dirt just collapsing. So I always use trees as my dental analogies for, for teeth. Um, and like planting them and their strength or like when they have bone loss, how the dirt just kind of goes down and they get weak and like the wind can push them over. So. Honestly, that's perfect. They both have roots, teeth, yeah. and trees. You picked them. Like take a tree out, like you need to cover the hole with dirt. Otherwise it's going to collapse and just be like a little ditch. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I, I haven't heard that one before. Definitely going to try that. Um, so, also, how are you handling the COVID-19 situation and how are you keeping your practice afloat? What's one thing that's kind of set you apart? Uh, we have fil like little filters, like air purifiers that I feel like help a lot. Um, the booties and I, I, that's more than one. <laughs> that's great. Perfect. Love it. Um, and now finally, what are your plans for the future? What is your vision? Yeah, big dreams. I want to open up another office or two. Um, maybe in Las Vegas. Um, planning on going to Dubai every three months and doing some big cases out there in the future. And I would love a reality show. Yes. There you go. Be the first one. The next number. Yeah. Like a, it's like a, like a botched, but dental style. So, yeah. That would be yeah. phenomenal. I love it. I love it. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Guys, do you have any more questions before we get to the contact information for Dr. Vita? I heard everything I heard. Honestly, no. Just, you know, like you said before, you know, let's book our flights out and let's get this road trip on the Come. I'm not afraid of COVID because we know what to do now, right? So we just follow the rules. We keep our masks on. We sanitize. We'll be safe. Exactly. I have the antibodies, too, just to let you know. Oh. <laughs> well, you got to hurry up then because you're going to – you could get it again later on. <laughs> All right, all right. Well, Dr. Vita, it's been awesome talking to you. Thank you so much. Can you uh, give our listeners your contact information, your Instagram, all of that stuff? Yeah, okay, so my name is Jocelyn. Dr. Jocelyn Vida, spelled out doctor, is my Instagram. And I'm not going to spell it again. And then um, my email is Vida Dentistry, V I D A Dentistry at gmail.com. That's the name of my practice. I'm in Orange County, Mission Viejo, California, and we have a text line, but you can find all of that on my website, vithedentistry.com, or just follow me on the gram and DM me. Awesome. Love it. Dr. Vita, thanks again so much Thank for talking. so much fun and lovely to meet all three of you. I'm really excited for your future. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on here. All right, guys, that'll do it for our episode with Dr. Jocelyn Vita on how she became the veneer goddess, finishing up that conversation with her. We had an awesome time speaking with her. She was a very, very awesome interviewee. We loved having her on. We'd love to have her on again. If you guys have any topics, any questions about cosmetics that you guys would like to, to have us discuss, let us know. We'll have her on. We'll discuss everything you guys want to hear. You guys let us know. If there's somebody else you guys want to have on or... If there's another topic that you guys want to hear about, you let us know. DM us on Instagram at dental.student.vibes. 
we love to find somebody or we love to get that person you want on and um, get us the information, get everyone else the information you guys desire. So as always, stay safe and bye-bye.